Welcome to the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast, where we chat all about gardening and self-sufficiency. We are Jackie and Laura, two sisters who live in Utah and Idaho, and who love to talk about self-sufficiency skills. We're glad you're here. Come learn along with us. Hi, welcome to our episode today. We have a special guest on today, so we're super that. I'll introduce her in just a second, but this is the Carrot Gal Sister Chat podcast and YouTube channel that we're doing. Um, and today we have our special guest, and she I'm just going to read her bio. She lives in Woods Cross, Utah, with her husband and two sons. She's an artist, an art teacher, and Zumba instructor by night and researcher by day. She is a mom, wife, caregiver, and gardener all the time. Jennifer is currently working to redesign her yard into a beautiful yet functional productive permaculture space. It is a slow process, but she's up for the challenge. Her art studio and her garden are her happy places. And um, Jennifer recently shared with us a project that she did about building some rain barrels to collect rainwater at her home. So that's what she's mainly going to be talking about today is telling about her rain barrel building out process. But um, we also want to hear her story, too. So we would like to introduce our special guest. Her name is Jenny Love or Jennifer Love. And we're so happy that you're here with us today. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you. This is really exciting for us. Um, And we just connected online, right, in a a social media platform. And we're so excited that you reached out and that you were interested in coming and joining our podcast. We were really thrilled about this. Um, I loved your intro. Like, I loved the things that we were able to share about you. Um, For many years, Lara and I have chatted. I've watched Lara do the gardening thing for a long time. And um, she, at one point, it was in another house. I don't know, Lara, do you still have this? like this little sign out in your garage it was your last house that you were in um right above your back door it says gardening is my therapy Uh uh-huh something like that um gardening is cheaper than therapy and that's tomatoes that's right (laughs) that one so that's what that reminded me of as you were sharing jenny's um intro and her bio and stuff right like garden therapy right like okay you know if you're not watching us like in your mind, raise your hand if you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm there too, right? Gardening is super therapeutic <laughs> for all of us. Um, and I love that you're such a researcher. Laura is a researcher. I'm a researcher too. We love all that stuff. So, um, Jenny, I'm so excited about this rain barrel water collection thing because I I personally have been dreaming about building um, a totally sustainable house specifically with rainwater collection. Like that is such an exciting process and thought for me. Um, Anyway, so when I heard your story about being able to figure out how to collect rainwater for part of your gardening process and what you're doing in your yard and your home and your property, I was really thrilled to hear about it. And then more and more details kept coming out and that was just really exciting. So I'm really excited to hear your story um, about. So sorry. Before we get to turn it over to Jenny, I wanted to mention if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, Jenny's going to be sharing a lot of pictures um, that we will put up on the YouTube channel. So you might want to jump over to the YouTube and watch it there so you can see the pictures that she's referencing about all of the rain barrels. So I'll put a link to to that YouTube channel 
in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you, Lara. Super exciting. Um, We want you guys to get everything that you can out of this episode. So there's that. But Jenny, I would love to hear your story, but I really would love to hear our like how you got into this, like why rain barrel collection, like rainwater collection, why rain barrels? Why, why are you so passionate about this? Like, what do you want people to know about this? Let's start there. All right. Well, that was, uh, and you're in Utah, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, this summer in Utah was the hottest ever and worst drought ever on record for So like last 130 years or so, I don't know how long it's back to the 1800s when they started recording right uh, the weather patterns and so I've thought on rain barrels for quite a while uh, several years but just never made any movement and then uh honestly I think you know uh, March 2020 hit all of us and we all started thinking about uh do I have enough food storage am I do I have enough toilet paper <laughs> do I have enough medication to get through and, um, and then uh, uh, my summer came and went last year. Uh, and then this year came and it was super hot by early, early June. And just crazy hot. And then all the drought stuff started coming out. And so I, I honestly, it was a little bit of a panic for me in the beginning. I was like, what are we going to do? And so I stopped watering my lawn and just let it yellow. And it's all green now because we've had two weeks of rain. Yes. <laughs> so- but uh, it was my lawn was dead from mid June through the whole summer, or dormant, I guess, not really dead. Right, right. But um, uh, the weeds were plenty green, regardless of the lack of water. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That was crazy. Uh, <laughs> and so I am, um, yeah. And and the, I tend to be very frugal minded here in some areas, like really frugal in areas where you can be and spend on things where it it's important to you. And so anyway, with all of that, the weather going on, and I wanted to do a garden this year, begin self-sufficiency and frugality. And also just because I love growing things and I have done, you know, I have my rose bushes and I've done potted plants and stuff. And I've done gardens off and on always pumpkins that, um, yes the pumpkins no matter what you do they will come and so we always do pumpkins every year just for fun just for we give them away to our friends and neighbors and family and have plenty of jack-o'-lanterns but I wanted to do more of a garden I wanted to build some raised beds and I wanted to do this and I thought well how am I gonna you know I got all this stuff in and done like I worked really hard all through May and first part of June, just a mad rush to get my boxes built and get my plants that I had started from seeds planted and stuff. And now we're in a drought and they're mm-hmm. limiting how much we can water. And unfortunately, I do have irrigation water here in Davis County, Utah. Not everybody does. Right. Um, but and so that's that's helpful. Uh, and so I just use that to water my tomato boxes and my all of my stuff uh, and I let the lawn die. <laughs> and so, um, but the, anyway, I was getting worried about it. So a little bit of it was just fear motivation, like, okay, it's time to get off your butt and do something about this, you know? Right. It, right. So, and then the other thing was I took a, um, I took this awesome uh, expert gardener certificate class 
through that was just taught on Zoom through Weber State, um, you know, continuing ed kind of thing. And there were four different sections of it. And uh, that's also where I was introduced to permaculture this summer. I'd heard it. I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> and I was like, it's amazing. <laughs> where has this been all my life? And so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so as we were, as I was going through that class and going through all this, uh, all this stuff, I was getting worried about what I was going to do for water because it was not raining yeah. and that, you know, every, every week we're hearing how we don't have enough water, uh, not, you know, wondering if we're even going to have enough to get through, um, the, <laughs> what we need for the house, let alone for the yard. Yeah. And so I decided rain barrels needed to happen. <clears throat> and then, uh. I looked on Amazon because Amazon is my friend and <laughs> shows up on my door two days later. Um, and the cheapest rain barrel I could find that was not, you know, a foldable canvas one was $110. Wow. And that's not including the stand, you know, and the hoses and everything. That's just the barrel. It's all set up and it's nice. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty. But um, I was like, well, that's, that's not happening. So I just started hunting down barrels first. And um, Facebook Marketplace is my new friend, my new best, <laughs> it's my second best friend next to Amazon. And so, uh, and, and here we also have KSL.com, which would kind of equate to um, Craigslist in the rest right. of the US. But right. Uh, and so, you know, I started looking for garden supplies for things that I, you know, the garden boxes that I built, I found on Facebook Marketplace too. But, uh, and so I found this um, different people who were selling barrels, but one guy in particular who lives about a half hour north of me. And, uh, and so I went and bought three barrels from this guy who, they were 55 gallon barrels, blue, blue ones that right. had, I don't know what they had in them. They were not, they were washed out, but they're not like food grade. So okay. watering my yard. So I don't need the, I don't, it's not water storage for the house. And so he had them cleaned out and he was selling them for $10 a piece. Boom. I'm like, so yeah. So, uh, so we went, I folded down my bench in my, in my van, <laughs> drove my family up to Layton, which is where the, the, person lives it's about 30 uh 30 minutes north of where we're at and uh stuffed three barrels in the back of my van and actually you probably could get four but i started <laughs> with the three i thought okay 30 bucks you know it's not at 30 bucks and hardware i'm gonna figure out about a hundred dollar investment all all together to see how it goes and it's not you can like you can live with that right if you sure. doesn't work out sure so uh so i started with the barrels then i, I had to figure out how to make them <laughs> <laughs> so i uh searched youtube which is also our friend right so my third best friend youtube yes and um <laughs> and i found a couple of videos and i did share the links with you guys the two videos that i watched on how to make um turn a, a 55 gallon drum or any kind of drum really into a rain barrel or into a or how to attach a spigot anyway it wasn't specifically yeah. how to make a rain barrel but it was how to make it into a water storage unit but those we'll put the links to those videos down in the in the show notes as well so check for that down there yes and so um and they were great they were very helpful videos i kind of 
followed the one more than the other. But the second one, which, uh, so the first, first one, the, the guy showed you how to attach a bulkhead and then a faucet. The other barrel is just how to put the faucet right in without the bulkhead. And I felt like the bulkhead was the more quality job, really. But the other video was helpful in um, helping me find this tool that I used <laughs> to do it. Mm. So, uh, so they were both useful. And um, so then I went to the Home Depot. And at first, um, the rest of the time, I ordered my parts off of Amazon. But for the first three, I went to Home Depot got lost in Home Depot, of course. You need to like pack a lunch or something. Isn't that part of our stories, right? It's like I go somewhere and I got lost. We need a Google app that's like Google Maps for Home Depot. For Home Depot. This is what I need. So and I even asked the guy that worked there. I'm like, I need bulkhead, you know, and I'm over in the plumbing. But I, I'm like, I have no I don't know where to look. And uh and he didn't know. <laughs> and so he had to go find somebody else. But we finally found the bulkhead, which was also in plumbing, but it was in a different, it was like in the yard area of plumbing. Mm. And, um, mm. and you have to get uh, at the right size. So three quarter inch, um, that's your standard garden ho hose, faucet, things like that. So anyway, I found all the parts, up the parts. And then the first three barrels, I actually did not assemble myself. I sent the video link. To my friend's husband, who is my handyman guy, because um, I'm I'm handy mom, but um, my husband is not handy at all. And so I teach art lessons to their daughter, and so I, I we sometimes trade art lessons for handyman work. Cool. <laughs> so I, I know I can do this, but I don't want to right now. So and I want these barrels as soon as possible. So I traded an art lesson, and he uh, I sent him the video, and he put the barrels together for me. The first three. Cool. And so after seeing, watching him do it, watching that, uh, I'm like, all right, this is great. I've got three barrels for the cost of one and, uh, and a little of my time, you know? And so they were set up and then I just started collecting and I like went crazy. <laughs> and I, I need more barrels. So, you know, for the time we were just like buying more barrels every week until I had 13 and uh, a, a mask. And I had uh, two of them I got from a different place and I paid 20 per barrel for those. But all the rest of them I bought from the same guy, 10 bucks a barrel wow. was fabulous, That's wonderful. And, um, and then, I, then they sat out on my lawn for a couple of weeks. So um, anyway, yeah, so that's how I got into it because I was just mm. kind of panicky about where the water was going to come from to water my garden. If they decided we ran out of our irrigation supply and uh, and honestly, even though they're not food grade barrels, you could get the water out, boil it, you know, put iodine in it, sure. use yeah. a life straw. Like there's all kinds of ways you could use it if you needed to. Um, and then through the class that I was taking, I also discovered that you can store a, a large amount of water on your property. You just have to it's kind of weird, but Utah requires that you register your free rainwater with them. Uh-huh. So yeah. They can you... Watch what you're doing, I guess. I guess so. Um, I actually, I think it has to do with mosquitoes. Like you have to have a covering. You've got to have a screen or something for mosquitoes. And so I think that I, I think they want to know where the people who are storing water are because then if there's some big outbreak, outbreak. they might be checking into that. So. 
I don't know. But anyway, uh, so once I discovered how much water I could store, then I was like, all right, how much water can I store? You know, that's how that came about. (laughs) Wow. What a cool story. I love, I love hearing stories, but I actually love, like, I've been taking notes from your story. Um, I love recapping some of the principles that I hear in people's stories because a, it's like repetition. We all learn through repetition, but um, as we focus in on those principles, right? Like it helps us to kind of pick out the golden nuggets and help us to apply those into our lives. However, people need to apply that. Right. Um, I, a couple of years ago, if you heard my story at all, like I, I have uh, borrowed land from a neighbor. I don't have any land myself at the moment, but I put up a garden bed on my neighbor's property. And um, I was trying to figure out the rain things or the water situation too. This was about two years ago. No, it was just last year, two years ago, two years ago. Um, and I was I this. 20... Sorry, what? Sorry, I forgot. You're okay. <laughs> I think 2020 all was like a wash for us. We I know. Last like, year, maybe 2019. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Um, I think I think I, I put it in in 2019, but it was like halfway through the summer. And I think it was last year that I was like, I got to figure out the rain thing or the water situation. I was literally this close to going and asking him because he has this garage that just has a whole a huge roof and every time it rained I'm like I'm seeing this water just like fall off the roof and I'm like I don't know <laughs> if I should ask him to put rain barrels up but I was this close I was like that's a little too a little too far but I was I was about to so I would have like figured all this out a year ago so you just did it this year for us and helped us <laughs> to understand what's going on so I'm like I'm right there with you um but I love that, I love some of the principles that you're teaching, right? It's like, um, or at least sharing in your story, right? Like a lot of times we don't do something until there's enough fear inside of us or enough motivation, or in this case, like enough scarcity, there was scarcity of water. And so you're like, we got to figure this out. And that was your motivation. And sometimes it's a little bit more negative of a motivation, but whatever, it got you moving, right? It's like, there right. was some scarcity. There was some fear. That's what got you dri- like driven forward to take the action that you did. Um, Cause there was no rain. Right. I heard you kept talking or asking yourself the question, like, are we going to have enough? Is there going to be enough water? Is there going to be enough this and that toilet paper and medication and all these things, right. From because of the pandemic last year. And then I heard in your story, it was so beautiful. There's this one moment where you're like, okay, I just decided that this is what was going to have to happen. And I just wanted to slow that down really quick because oftentimes we hear these stories from other people and we're so inspired and we're like, I can't believe they did that. Or that's so cool. I can never do that. Or I don't know, whatever. Or I could do that too. Right. But it's like really the powerful principle is that until we decide that we're going to do something, we can be in wish land or dreaming land or learning land or scarcity fear land or whatever for as long as we want to until we finally decide like this is happening enough it's like enough whatever I'm doing this and that's when you're like I found the people on the Facebook marketplace they lived this far I found the rain barrels like that's when everything took real shape and real action in your story it's so cool and then you continued obviously to get the education like I mentioned like the, the Home Depot getting lost and all the fun things, right? <laughs> That's just <laughs> it's the process of figuring it out. And there's sometimes a lot of failure that comes along in that, but there's so many lessons to be learned. 
Um, I even love that you utilize your resources, like that you have this skill and you know somebody else that like you have your art skills and you have a neighbor mm-hmm. that has the handyman skill and you guys figured out, hey, let's create a, another bartering system. Like that's in my opinion, that's like what abundance and self-reliance is all about. It's like figuring out what resources are around you and learning how to access those resources. And that's so cool. So those are some of the big things that I heard in your story. Um, Laura, did you, I don't know, I'm not putting you on the spot. But do you want to share anything? No, I just want to know how to build them. Oh. <laughs> the good stuff. Ready to go. Okay. I know. Perfect. Ready to go. Sorry, I took a long time on the background there. Um, All good. So yeah. Uh, so building. So I had I had these ten other barrels. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you before I jump into that, and I will tell you how to build them. <laughs> going to string you along the whole time. Um, I will tell you. So we got these three set up, but I didn't have the catchment. Like I, they were set up, but I had no water going to them. Okay. And, like I don't know two days after we got them set up there was this huge huge monster thunderstorm which we hadn't seen water for like six weeks I don't know how long it, it was a really long time right. I'm like I don't get any water right. and so I'm out there with my buckets I had buckets I had I had cat litter pans under my under my downspouts and I had calendar pans and buckets under my a canvas on my um on my gazebo where you know how it'll pool and give you a stream I'm like catching all the water and I'm out there seriously for two hours with my three gallon buckets filling them up and dumping them into the rain barrels. and I because I'm like I can't let all this water go away so yeah I filled up uh, two and a half of the barrels by hand wow, wow. <laughs> with my workout for the day yeah two thumbs up uh, out there and it was stupid i would not recommend i was out there in a thunderstorm you're not supposed to do that it was really don't do that but you know i was so again it was sort of that fear driven like yeah. we haven't had any water now there's water mm-hmm. and i have barrels and i have no way to get the water to the my son even came out he's like he, i'm like what are you doing out here he's all standing under the under the gazebo I'm like, oh yeah it's thunder it's lightning <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, I don't recommend filling them that way. But that picture—you've got a picture of me like this with my rain jacket, and yeah, that's what that picture is about. That's me out there in the night thunderstorm, filling my rain barrels by hand with a three and a half gallon bucket. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So building them. Um, I will say I utilized, like you said, traded my services yeah. for. Uh, handyman again to get the water downspout and we'll talk about that at the end because I changed that setup as well Uh, but I have the rest of the barrels I first of all decided I I hate going to Home Depot like I love Home Depot it's like that love-hate relationship right and uh, you know like your your car that doesn't work but you need to get somewhere and so you get in it anyway and uh and so um so I uh got on Amazon <laughs> and, and you know, there's all kinds of rain barrel products on Amazon. You can find it really easily. I actually do. I forgot to send this to you. So I'll send it again. I have a whole list of products and links that I used off of Amazon. I'll send that to you as well. Um, so I got on Amazon. I found 
this awesome combo spigot and bulkhead and i have i brought one because i had to disassemble two of my barrels which i'll also tell you about so i have one of the hardware off of that so it actually comes all together there's a bulkhead there's the spigot i give you the plumber's tape to go with it there's the washers everything all in one little kit and cool. it's a smaller bulkhead than what came than what i found at home depot so uh, i didn't have to like drill holes around the opening of the barrel to get it in because nice. it was small enough to drop in. So that made the assembly a lot easier. That's great. Oh. And I also liked the faucet better. It's really more of a, um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it that I want, but anyway, I like the faucet um, better that way too. So the, the bulkhead, I'll take them apart. This is the bulkhead and that, and I didn't know what a bulkhead was. I learned all these terms. I sound really smart. Like I know what I'm talking about. I really don't. It's the two, it's the two parts. <laughs> the two parts that screw together. And here's the thing about plumbing. And I learned this uh, when I was trying to change my toilet flusher out a few years ago. It's righty, tighty, lefty, loosey is sort of the rule of thumb for tightening things, right? Or loosening things that right. require a wrench of some sort. Not so with plumbing, <laughs> it's opposite. So when, I'm, so when you're installing the bulkhead, it's actually going to the left to tighten it <laughs> because the faucet screws in to the right. Oh. And so, and same thing with your toilet handle. So if you ever replace it. Because the threads are off. Okay. Because yeah, because every time you flush it, it's gonna go the other way and so it's uh. gonna keep it tight. Oh. Anyway, this is awesome. I think this was right around 12 or 13 bucks for the whole setup. I don't know. It might have been 15. I think it was 12 or 13. And it just all came in one little box, gave you instructions on how to put it in, what size tools you needed, and all that. Nice. So, um, so I found the supplies, these, and I found, um, although, uh, and hoses and um, stuff. And so then I got my drill. My drill is my friend. But again, like you mentioned, if you're not handy, just find somebody who is and trade something. I don't know, cookies or services right. or whatever, right. whatever. Um, and then I I got this little, it's called like a step, um, it's like a step up drill bit. So you can drill a hole as small as the first step or as large as the bottom step. You just have okay. to be careful when you start nearing the size that you want because you got to slow down. But it gives you all the sizes here mm -hmm. on the side of the thing. So this is really cool. Again, and it, I think it was like a $10 part. And so there's some of these expenses that I put in, which I, you know, added in my total for the rain barrels. But some of them are one-time expenses <laughs> that you're sure. not going to have to do again. Um, what I found is, so these are three-quarter inch um, parts. But I actually had to drill the hole slightly larger because to get through all the way through the plastic, the top part was larger than the inside part because of the way the step works. So I actually used the whole thing, got it all the way through. Sometimes I got it stuck and then I had to carefully back it out. You know, mm -hmm. I think once I lost it, had to tip the barrel over. <laughs> so just, you know, be creative with what you have to do. <laughs> Um, and so you drill it. So you um, set your barrel up and take off on the on the 55 gallon ones, the blue drums, there's two lids at the top. And they, in, in theory, they screw off. You might find that only one of them does. That's fine. 
screw one of them off. And then that's going to be sort of your catchment side. And so then just directly down from that, as close to the bottom of the barrel as you can get, but you need to leave a little bit of a gap because you've got a faucet there that you got to hook a hose to. But you want to get as close to the bottom as you can because you want to get all the water out as much as possible. And then you just drill your hole in. And then you're going to attach the parts. So this first barrel took the longest, right? <laughs> then you learn some things. Right. So um, so to attach the parts, the, the first thing I did after I drilled my hole was I dropped down a string. And this was in the video. The only thing I didn't like about the, the one video I sent was that it was hard to hear what he was saying, but you can see what he's doing. So I, attach, I need, you need a little counterweight on your string, right? So I just attached this little thing out of my socket wrench set. <laughs> Whatever kind of string you've got around, it's got to be long enough to go through the barrel and have some extra. Drop that down through the top and then just tip your barrel forward just a little bit and that weight will come right through and then you're going to pull it through. Now you gotta leave it there because if you just drop the parts in, the string is gonna go right back in. So what I did, this is not on the video. <laughs> what I did was I have a little bit extra at the end here. Once I dropped it through, I used my foot to step on it to hold it in place. And then I tighten, you know, you can make the string taut. <clears throat> and then you're gonna put your bulkhead, I should have left this unscrewed, sorry. You're gonna take the, the outside nut, I believe is the right word. The little doodad, that's what I would call it. <laughs> but pretty sure it's, it's a really big nut. Uh, and one of the washers. So it comes with a black washer and a blue washer on this kit. So these are going to be your outside parts that you're going to attach your faucet to. So those set, set aside. This is this part that needs to go down in the barrel and come out so that you can attach it. So once I've got my foot on the bottom of the string and the top of the string's out the top, I'm gonna make it, I, I'm just gonna string the um, bulkhead through it. Sure. With this part facing down because that's what has to come out. I learned that the hard way too, right? <laughs> Wrong way, gotta get back out, start over. And then you just hold it tight, hold the bottom one tight, let it drop in. And then I would just tighten the two ends of my string together and it forces it right out the hole. Cool. Oh. So a little bit of physics, I guess. <laughs> That's all of it. And then you can, can tighten the outside onto it until you get close to the barrel. And then you're going to want to use a wrench. And those like big plumber's wrenches is, is helpful. Yeah. Um, you could probably hand tighten it, but you're, you're going to get a little water leakage that way. But the washers, you know, tighten it on really tight. It's good. And so it was pretty simple once I once I did it the first time. <laughs> Made all the mistakes. Sure. <laughs> and so after doing that, then you're just going to take the, the faucet. Um, and they'll include some plumber's tape, which is just... Um, some really thin, it's not even really sticky. It's just like really thin white stuff that you wrap around threads on any kind of plumbing mm -hmm. uh, threads. And it just helps sort of keep them tight and it gives another little seal for the water. Mm -hmm. So do that. And then, uh, so then you just screw this in by hand and this one goes right. The other one goes left to tighten it. Screw this in by hand and then you give another couple of 
you know, wrench pulls to the bulkhead once you've got it where you want, once you've got it facing the direction you want. And it could go sideways or down. Mm -hmm. You just don't want it this way. <laughs> so just enough so the water can flow through it. doesn't matter if it's perfect. That's a thing. Um, at least for me. I don't, I care more about functionality than aesthetics. Um, I like both. But if I have to choose, it's going to be functional. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that's how you attach it. And then test it out a little bit with some yeah. water in there. Turn the faucet on and let it let it flow. And uh, and it works. Uh, it works so good. I was I was so proud of myself. I was like, That's awesome. Look at that. Too hard. So yeah. after after that, it did not take me an hour. But the first one, right? A good hour, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> So we always learn by doing. I mean, it's you can watch it and you're like, yes, oh, that's yes. easy. But it's not always the same as when you're doing it. That's so, nice. yeah. So that was um, super, was super easy. So I spent, um, oh, I don't know. I did several other barrels one day and I did like, I did like seven one or five one day or seven one day to the next. I don't know what it was, but I, hmm. I, assembled the rest of them myself until I had 13. <laughs> wow. So. And then you connected them all together. Is that right? Is that, that's what it looked like in your pictures with hoses? I, yes, I did because I don't, I don't have 13 downspouts. Oh. So one downspout's enough. Um, now I don't know why, but on my house, when we had the rain gutters installed, they put a downspout right in the middle of the, on my backyard, right in the middle of the house, which is, you know, it's kind of a downward slope there. And there's one at the corner. Usually they're on the corners. Yeah. In my front yard, there's one on the corner and one on the corner of my carport. But in my back, instead of doing the carport, they put it in the middle of the house, right in front of my laundry room window, which is fabulous when it rains too much and floods because I have an old, older home, older property. <laughs> So you can also see my little sandbags around my window well in my pictures. <laughs> nice. So um, anyway, so I located my barrels down, uh, uh, farther down the hill from the window, but I had to get the water from there to there. And so the reason I connected them by uh, with hoses then is so I put a splitter on all of them. One splitter I had I had on hand that actually had four things, but you can just buy these two-way splitters. And you can attach that to your faucet and then you have two outlets instead of one. Hmm. And so, yeah. So then I would just uh, connect a hose from one. Yeah, I put the splitters on all the barrels, connect the hose from one splitter to the next. And then it also gives you the ability to like shut off the water flow to and from any of the barrels. Hmm. So if you want to just use water from one barrel, you can shut off the flow from the others that are going into it and use that. Um, so you have a lot of control that way without having to connect and disconnect and connect and disconnect your hoses all the time. That's so because um, then you could yeah. rotate through, right? You could use all the water in one barrel. You can use it all in one barrel or you can just use it all from all of them at the same time because wow. it's going to flow through. But that way, the one that's collecting the water. So I had the downspout going to just one barrel. And it flows from that into all of the other ones. And it flows, of course, water seeks at uh, the lowest point. And so it, it's going to flow to wherever the lowest barrel is. Yeah. And, um, and so then it fills them all at the same time because they're all connected. Cool. 
with each other. But then if you need to shut off, you know, so that you want to just use one, you can shut it off and just use the one. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, before we run out of time, um, can you talk about, I saw that you put them up on cinder blocks. And then also, can you talk about the, um, the mosquito net or the screens that you put on top? Screens. Yeah. So, um, so you have to screen them off. That's part of the rain catchment thing for Utah, but it makes sense because you don't want mosquitoes everywhere. So, no. um, and so I did two things. One is I, I just happened to have some screen uh, around the house from old uh, screen doors that we, we bought this house from my parents and my dad was very handy and I got rid of a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of things. And I cleaned out our shed and got rid of a lot of things, but I still had, uh, in our basement, some old window screens or, or screen door screens or so. I don't know what they're from. They're large. And so I just took my utility knife and cut the screen out of the frame and then just cut little pieces of it and put it over the hole of the rain barrel. And you can, I did it in two ways, do it super glue, but sometimes you have to pull the screen off for some reason. So then you've got to re-glue it. And so I did some of them just with duct tape. <laughs> So duct tape is my friend too. <laughs> so, uh, and duct tape holds for a while, you know, at least holds for the season. You can always replace it the next season or you can re-glue it or you can buy rain barrel screens that fit down in like a drain cover for your sink. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can do it. But again, I was doing this as budget friendly as I could. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course I went a little crazy buying hoses and, you know, like other things, but um, so there's that. And the other thing that you need, if you're going to connect, like if you have a normal garden hose, you already want to just use that for connecting. That's fine. I bought some that were shorter lengths. that were just the lengths that I needed to go from one barrel to the next. So I didn't have a hundred feet of hose for three feet of space, right. but, um, you need a female and female end. And what that means is the, this, um, it's as well, it's called swivel, right? So these I bought at Home Depot originally, and it basically on one garden hose, you have a male end and, and a female end, the female end connects to the faucet and the male end is where you put your sprinklers on and stuff. So if you hook this onto the male end, then you have another female connector. So then you can go from faucet to faucet. So this is called a swivel. This was another Home Depot excursion, but now I know what it's called, <laughs> but you can also just buy on Amazon female to female hoses or hoses with a double female connectors which Ooh. I ended up doing because by the time you buy the swivel and the hose it's just as cheap if not cheaper to buy the female to female sure. hose so yeah I connected them that way I had three barrels up at my house which is where the rainwater was being collected I need to put gutters on my shed because I'm like look at all that water it's not getting caught <laughs> I did the three that were by the house, connected them with the short hoses, and then I ran my 100-foot hose down the length of my yard to where my garden shed was, and I had um, the rest of my barrels set up either against the shed or nearby the that area because my, that's where my garden is, is out there. So I ran the long hose down to from the house barrels to the lower barrels. They are up on, I did put some up on cinder blocks. The ones up by the house, I just put up on um, cinder block capstones that I had purchased with the cinder blocks. Again, Facebook marketplace, like a buck a 
a piece or a dollar fifty a piece for the cinder blocks, pretty cheap, and for the capstones and the paving stones and everything I was looking for. And so I just thought, well, I'll just use these things because that's what I have. I did some up off the ground a little bit because you need like a water tower effect. Mm. What I discovered was my ground wasn't high enough at the one level. And so at the, at the house level, it, even though it's higher than my garden level, by the time I put the other barrels up on cinder blocks down there, then I had problems with the water pressure, the water pressure not flowing. So things you learn. Huh. So you need to have the collection barrel be the highest barrel so that it's always flowing down mm -hmm. and there's always pressure to flow it down. Um, and then of course with water barrels that you buy, a lot of times they, they also want to sell you a stand for it or, a, you know, some, or a, or a dolly or something to put it on to get it up anyway. Hmm. Um, so that was the purpose for the cinder blocks. I just wanted to get them up off the dirt a little bit. Um, but I ended up having to put a couple, I put a couple then right down on the dirt at the garden level so that they were the lowest to draw the water down. <laughs> so yeah, I learned those things. And another thing I learned was the color, but I didn't, I don't think I put that in the email to you or the info. So I, most of my barrels are blue, but two of them I purchased were white and um, they work fine for catching but they also work really well for making algae. Ah. So, <laughs> so uh, one day I go out to the garden. I'm like, what is this? What is this green <laughs> stuff going on? Ooh. So yeah, lesson learned there. So don't use white. Um, uh, so I covered the, I covered those because I learned, I had to get on and figure out what causes the algae. And, um, and so I covered those up with a tarp to block the sunlight. Um, and, uh, and then at the end of the season, after I drained the barrels out, I had my friend's husband cut them in half for me, uh, width wise. And so I'm going to make four planters out of them Cool. because now they all have a drain hole. There's a drainage yeah. and add some dirt and I can put some stuff in it. So, so they're still going to be used, uh, but I have to clean them all out with bleach water now. <laughs> and so, and I replace them with a couple of blue barrels or dark barrels. So that is why uh, every rain barrel you see for sale is not white. That's interesting. It's dark. I'm glad you brought that up because I wondered about that for so long. I'm like, there's different colors, but I didn't know. So yeah, they're mostly brown, but right. that's why they're dark so that you don't get algae. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so the screens are necessary to keep mosquitoes out. The other thing I did that you wouldn't necessarily have to do because you have the screen is um, I bought these things called mosquito dunks. And it's like a, you know, bio-friendly kind of mosquito abatement. And you can just plop those in the water. And they last like a month. But now I have a bunch of little dunk goobers <laughs> in there. So I'm not sure. You know, I, I think they're good because they serve the purpose of keeping the mosquitoes out. They don't hurt your plants. They're not harmful or chemical in any way. But it is. they do get a little messy once they've broken up and they're out. So. Gotcha. Wow, Jenny, what a cool story. Um super cool story. I've learned so much from you. Um, and I hope that everybody listening has also learned a lot. Um, she's just really broken it down so easily for us. If this is something that you want to add, add into a project that you're doing or to just create more sufficiency and collect the resources that are available to you. I do know Utah allows you to click up to 25 
hundred gallons of rainwater, but you do have to get it registered in the state of Utah. Laura lives in Idaho. They don't have rainwater collection registration things. So yeah, (laughs) you can, if you're in Utah, then you have to register. If you're in Idaho, you're scotch-free clear to do what you want. Um, Just know that there's different laws where you read lists. Just double check on on that where you're at. Um, uh, So, so, so fun. I... I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Just thank you so much. Um, I love, I love how you were talking about like all your friends, you know, Amazon's your friend, Facebook marketplace is your friend, all of these beautiful things. Um, I'm glad that we're friends now. Um, but um, if you guys would like to be Jenny's friend <laughs> and hear a little bit more about her, um, we'll let her explain how to be in contact with her. Yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, so um probably the easiest way at this point is to go I have a blog called and it's a fairly new blog. I've got some others, but uh the one where I'll be posting this gardening information and the stuff that I my adventures in gardening this summer and rain collection um is watercolor artist on fire at uh blogspot.com or watercolor artist on fire at gmail.com. Um, so I, I think that's the right addresses. I know it's the right email address for sure. <laughs> Perfect. We'll definitely click, uh, put those in the description down below as well. So people can find you that way. Yeah. So that's, so, that's the rain barrel story. So cool. I love it. I think this will be really helpful for people who want to do a rain barrel collection of their own and maybe learn from things that that you know we all make mistakes and there's a learning curve so learning from other people is really fantastic so absolutely especially because this is such a different topic like you know we can talk about growing lettuce and beets and things like that but like I don't know a ton of people that are doing the rain barrel collection and I just think that's really neat so if you guys here's our current the one person that I know at least that's doing this so and that's yeah. how we learn we learn by following yeah. other it people was- and what they're doing it was nice too because they turned off our irrigation water early this year so i still had all that water to use through uh the time that it was off that i still needed it Uh, one thing i forgot to mention and i'm sorry to jump in after you've done your clothes but um the uh you have to drain rain barrels out for winter and store them because it'll if you let the water freeze it's going to crack your barrels and you'll then you have to start all over again so okay wondering about that i was like what do you do for the winter so thanks for sharing that full circle rain barrel conversation today so (laughs) i love it seriously jenny thank you so much this has been a really big delight for us to hear your story and we appreciate you coming and joining us today thank you thanks for having me i love talking about stuff and i don't know a lot of people who do so Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Carrot Gal Sister Chats podcast. We invite you to join us in our private Facebook group to continue the conversation. You can find the group by clicking on the link in the show notes or by visiting carrotgal.com slash chats. We love to answer questions and see pictures of your gardens and other self-sufficiency projects that you're working on. Come join us in the group. Thanks for listening.